Joshua, let us go out this evening for pleasure. The night is still young. Hmm. Yes. Let us go out this evening for pleasure. The night is still young. That is the weirdest game over screen I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of weird things about about the game about in general. That game in general, um, mm-hmm. but uh, it, for those who are listening, welcome to the backlog breakdown. I know Hi. that's a weird opening bit. They're all terrible. That's why we put them at the beginning, uh, to scare <laughs> away any potential new listeners. Uh, <laughs> um, now, that's actually a quote. You know, if you aren't familiar with it, uh, that's actually a quote that shows up on the game over screen. In uh, Castlevania Symphony Night, which is a game we'll mm-hmm. be talking about here in a little bit. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, spoilers. We're going to be talking Hey-o. about a video game. Oh, no. Oh, oh. those. I like um, those. But, uh, like, yeah. Um, but it, what's bizarre is that that, it, in the original sort of, like, format, is probably the most coherent statement <laughs> <laughs> and scripting in some of that game. Um, what is a man? <laughs> a miserable pile of secrets which um you know unfortunately because i when i was playing it this last time i was playing the uh the the collection on on playstation 4 or the mm-hmm. ps4 version um mm-hmm. and it they changed the scripting um oh it, wow. it's, it's 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 not nearly as dramatic um, it's just kind of a bummer die um, monster <laughs> You steal men's that's, souls that's what it is. and make them your slaves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, the, um, you know, listeners, if you aren't aware of how um, this game, this game has a, a reputation for having some of the worst like dialogue in mm-hmm. all of gaming. Um, and it's voice acted and it's, it's voice acted in the most melodramatic way possible. Yes. That that's what it is because it's not. I don't think it's altogether terrible. It's so over the top, super in 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 oddly stilted at places. Um, but not to get too far ahead of ourselves, I actually really like Alucard's voice actor. Like yeah. I like the deep voice that he has, and and the sound effects, especially like the voice effects, are yeah. really good throughout the game. But yeah, it it it's it's. It's hilarious. Yeah. Anytime a, anyone talks in an extensive way, it's, 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 it's interesting, um, <laughs> but it, yeah. it's kind of just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's part of its, its charm and it's yes. kind of like campiness and just, yes, it's a little, 100%. it's a little silly um, and melodramatic, but mm-hmm. not in a way that like, cause there's a way very, very easily that like uh, melodrama kind of like turns me off. Um, like I can very easily just be like, no, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I think that just like the, the camping is here, but we'll, we'll save that. We'll put a pin in some okay. of this and right. we have other forms that must be observed. Joshua. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we got a few forms, y- um, you know, this is the part of the show where I like to just sort of say, you know, um, it's, it's been, been two weeks since I talked to you. Mm-hmm. How have you been in the last fortnight, my friend? Um, I, I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. So we had our uh, spring break. It didn't count for much here, except that we're in mm. Austin, Texas. And so we have South by Southwest. It's mm. a, it's a, a film festival, a music festival, all kinds of stuff going on downtown. Downtown gets crazy insane. I don't live super close to downtown, so it doesn't really affect me, but there's all kinds of stuff going on. 
Um, so I did spend a day downtown, took off from work. Um, and that was, that was quite a fun day, just finding stuff to do, listening to, to music and, and drinking some free beverages and eating some free food, uh, which was nice. Uh, so, so that was fun. I went down with my wife. Also, we tried to do some stuff on Friday night, but by that time, uh, no, there, there was, there was no chance. Uh, so we ended up doing other things, which was fun too. We ended up going to, to, we went and did some karaoke. Um, that was not South by related, but it was still a lot of fun because we like doing karaoke. It's just, it's just fun. I'm um, entirely too self-conscious to do karaoke. That, um, so that's the thing. You just get into it. You just go for it. So the, my wife and I were talking about this, actually. It was either that, that night, later that night, or it was the next day. Um, and the thing is, so, okay, performance is about getting, is about bringing the audience along with you and getting outside of yourself. It's not about puffing yourself up. It's about, it, it's performing for the sake of the audience, not for the sake of yourself. Hmm. A, a really good performance is trying to get other people engaged. And so, yeah, it's difficult, but that's also why you drink alcohol at a bar when you do karaoke. A little bit of so the you old can social lubricant. Yourself. Exactly, exactly. And so you just go for it. I did uh, Sugar, We're Going Down Swinging um, by Fall Out Boy. And so I just went for it. Like the I'm whole time. I'm not saying that I've never done karaoke. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. like, I haven't, I don't do it sober. And I, I spend mm -hmm. a lot, like, I, the, the days where I'm even like moderately buzzed mm -hmm. are fewer and farther between. Yeah. yeah. So the, 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 the necessary sort of, again, social lubricant uh, mm -hmm. is, is inadequate to sort yeah. of convince me to like, oh, no, this is, this is, cause, you know, like, I had a few, I had a few, like, you know, I, I would do some Weezer, um, even yep. though that's sort of like mm -hmm. outside of like my range. Um, cause Rivers Cuomo, he's, he's got a different range than me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's got that, oh, that, that I, 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 I had, I hesitate to call it like whiny, but it's kind of a whiny mm -hmm. tenor. Yeah. Um, you know, um, sure. And I, I tend to be sort of much more in the baritone range, which mm -hmm. makes my other selection. I do a lot of Johnny Cash. Which okay, Johnny Cash was not a baritone. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So, um, you know, or yeah. if he was, he was much further down the baritone right. spectrum right. than I am. Yeah. yeah. So when I would do like uh, Ring of Fire, it was always mm -hmm. a hoot because I was really stretching at the bottom there, <laughs> trying to get down there. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. Well, the, see, my wife loves it, and my wife has an amazing voice. Mm -hmm. So it's like everything is super easy for her, and everyone's just like, "Oh my gosh, who is this girl who's singing?" Um, so it, it's just awesome. I have an okay voice, so I find songs that I can do. One that I really like doing too is um, uh, uh, that song that was really popular by Jet. Um, Are you gonna be my girl? I really mm -hmm. like that one. Because I can just yell half the song, which yeah. is so much fun to do yeah. in like a crowd, you know, for karaoke. Because everyone's just like, oh my gosh, like he's really going for it. And I blow out my voice, but it's just a lot of fun. So hey. anyways, that's yeah. karaoke times. Uh, yeah, that, that was good. The, the past couple of days have been a little harder, <laughs> but mm. last week was good. 
Um, mm. There's just a, a few things coalesced with some plumbing issues at the house, some car issues, and then an issue with my dog as well. Uh, everything's okay. It just, it just difficult it, life stuff. It's just when it all hits at once, it feels Dude, overwhelming. It, you know, and that's the thing. Like if it came at you a little slower, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be that big a deal. But it's yeah. like it's like you have like five or six things just like drop on you like all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as things over here, yeah, we're, we're okay. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I've been, so I've been like, I'm entering, I'm actually in my third week of, uh, bonding paternity leave, whatever. Nice. Um, the first like four days were, were rough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Um, just cause it was like, you know, uh, I'm not used to being home so much. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, he's got his schedule and it's like, yeah, you just kind of like everything kind of gets put on hold. And I'll be honest. I had, I had anticipated doing like being a lot more productive mm-hmm. in sort of some of this. And I still have, like, I have a couple projects and I'm like, if I can get these like three things done before the end of these two weeks, like I'm cool. Like that's, but other than that, it's just like, like doing dishes, making bottles, like occasionally cooking, like doing dinner, you know, doing laundry, like just trying to make sure like we we survive. Yeah. Like it's yep. I mean, but and it's it's dude, I, man, can we can we just talk for a minute like okay, so I'm not going to take more than like my month here right I, like okay. i have the, i could probably extend it if i wanted to i don't think okay. i'm going to i you want me if i'm being really honest i feel like new parents ought to have like six months <laughs> 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 like there's so much change yeah like that it, like this time actually makes it like this time here at home makes it a lot harder for me to think about going back to work in a couple of weeks. And I don't want Definitely. to like, I don't want to just be like, a, like there's an appeal to like the idea of being like a stay at home parent. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and I definitely, but that I also recognize that's not really for me. And mm-hmm. I can already sort of feel myself getting like a little, like, okay, like a eh, little antsy, little, like sort of like agitated or whatever, you know, not, not bad agitated, just like, and I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, and again, like sort of like my whole hobby horse is like the theologies of recreation and vocation. Mm-hmm. I like looking at sort of the history of sort of like labor and how we used to work. And, and I just have to wonder, man, like, you know, and there was an interesting claim there. Sometimes like people want to act like all of humanity has been constantly bent towards productivity for all of creation since day one. And I'm like, no, man, Hmm. like if you look at historical work records, like the industrial era, like the industrial revolution screwed people like in, in ways Hmm. that Hmm. I think we kind of like, does it afford and allow like a quality of life that was never before, like attainable, absolutely. Like it, it mm-hmm. actually, but it also that began a a hardcore commodity, like a basically treating labor and capital as something to be exploited. Whereas it was sort of, 
you know, and I'm not like, listen, there, there were lots of problems like the, the like the feudal system, all of that. Like, yeah, there have been abuses of like the landowner employee, w- whatever relationship mm-hmm. from time immemorial. But for all of the good that the industrial revolution has done, I think it has, especially in Western culture, has sort of like turned this weird, almost like pathological bent towards like productivity, um, mm-hmm. which is not healthy. And I, I remember listening to something recently where somebody was like, you know, you got to work hard. And it's like, dude, like, man, when you look at even like at the, the, the work patterns of like the, the people in Jesus's time, they looked very different. Like, hmm. than the, the work patterns now, like we work like We'll put in 10, 12, 15 hour days sometimes, regardless of the climate, regardless of the weather, regardless of whatever, you know, but like, dude, even just like, even something that's a little more accessible, like for you, the the tradition of siestas, people would stop working in the midday because it was too hot. They would like basically be like, here's a two, three hour, four hour block where it's like, nope, too hot to work. So what are Mm. we going to do? We're going to like take some time off, maybe take a nap, take an extended lunch and we'll work around that. Like, and so to, to sort of come at it and pretend that anyway, it's like, I'm, I'm sort of off on a tangent, but it's like <laughs> this whole, like being a dad thing and having kids and having a child in the house and everything else. Like, it's like, it's such a radical life change that, and there's so much where it's like, man, like, I just, I wish I had more time to like really figure it out and sort of like spend with him and invest in that. And and anyways, I just kind of like resent the fact that like <laughs> I got to go back to work in a couple of weeks and kind of don't want to. I mean, I, it'll be mm-hmm. good and I'll get back into the swing. You know, but it's like, anyways, I I know that was sort of a rambling, coher- incoherent <laughs> kind of mess where I was just like kind of ranting and raging about the abuses of, you know, um, people in general. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, things have been pretty good. Uh, just it's just been a lot like, you know, and yeah. And, and it's like, it's a lot of very little stuff. It's a lot of like a little bit here, a little bit there, and, but it's a little bit here and a little bit there all day long. Let's change mm-hmm. diapers, clean bottles. It's this, it's, you know, it's like take him upstairs, put him down for a nap. 45 minutes later, if you're lucky, go back upstairs, bring him back down. Cause he's done napping. He needs changed. And then he wants to cuddle and he wants to, you know, and then he's, falling asleep on you you're falling asleep you know you're falling asleep right um, yeah because yeah. you're not getting the full uh yeah sleep at night. it's like <laughs> so but it's just like it's it just um it's just interesting because mm-hmm. it's there's a facet of it and i was i was actually talking with a guy from church about this a little bit and i, I don't want to take too much time here but and he's they're expecting their first he and his wife they're okay. expecting their first soon yeah i said i said dude you're in for it man i said it's, <laughs> it's coming for you man he's like well you know i have like 30 nieces and nephews and i'm like dude i have like a dozen and i'm telling <laughs> you like and i was there for like the first six seven eight months of of the one okay like well maybe not but it was like the first like you know three or four months yeah of the yeah. ones like I, I was around still when, right. when he was tiny and screeching and I was like, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not. I was like, dude, like you might think that, oh, like I've got some idea. Like you have no idea what's about to hit you. 
Yeah. But like, it's cool. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's, I'm not saying that you won't have some idea. I'm just, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's, it's sort of like knowing something in theory and then actually experiencing it. And it's like, yeah. oh, oh, like all of the stuff where it's like, oh, this is, seems like weird context. It's like, it suddenly gets like flashed out and you're like, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I've asked you this and, and this will be the, the only question I want to ask before we move on. Um, how comfortable were you holding your son for, for the first time? Or, or even like, like, did that gradually develop or what was that like for you? I, I have always had like an aversion to holding small children. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of terrifying, mm-hmm. but even in that first day, like when we first went to the hospital to like get him, mm-hmm. like I knew I was like, you have to get used to this. And mm-hmm. I knew too that like babies are pretty resilient. Yes. They're, they, yes, they are fragile. They are delicate. They like, you have to be careful, right. but it's like, they also, they're pretty resilient. Like they yeah. just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because that, th- that I actually experienced a very similar thing where like, I was always uncomfortable holding babies and small children because I'm just like, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to mess your kid up. Like, right, exactly. Yeah. But when it was my child, when it was my son, I immediately was like so much more comfortable, and mm-hmm. and it was that mindset shift of of like, oh yeah, no, I have to be, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I am this little guy's father, and well, and you know, like very quickly got to the point where I would hold him just you know in my forearm. Yep. You know, the, and, and just have them up and down. Yeah, just like this, exactly. Like, or just like, like laying them like that, especially mm-hmm. when he's like small enough to actually do that. I yeah. did that. I actually did that with my nephew, Cademan. Um, okay. Okay. That was like Cade, Cade's dad is active duty. And when gotcha. Cade was born, Adam was deployed um, very early on. Oh man. Like, um, so my sister stayed with my parents and I was actually staying cool. with them for a few months in the summer, like mm-hmm. it's like 10 weeks yeah. in the summer or whatever. So like, you, you know, I was cool. around a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, I got kind of comfortable with him, but I, yeah, I was always kind of like, it's, it's weird. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yeah but like, yeah. 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 It, it was just a very different experience. It, it like, I very quickly realized like I, I would never treat or I had never treated another kid like nope. this because it's, yeah, it's just a totally different experience. So anyways, yeah. uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can relate, uh, but yeah, we can, maybe, maybe this is a nice little plug for, I'm sure we will pick up this conversation for our bro hang. So our patrons mm. can listen to that. Cause I do have lots of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, especially on the, the paternity leave and stuff like that. Um, but no, I don't want to belabor the point because we do have other forms to be observed, yeah. including a form that I have right here, a list, a little list. That looks awfully like, uh, oh, that looks an awful lot like a, just a receipt of some sort, my friend. A receipt of my report of my backlog. Shenanigans. Down Shenanigans. Yes, including uh, chicken breast fajita meat and mini carrots. Mm. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, n- n- uh, this is the backlog report. The backlog report. 
Will we report on the things that we've beaten down over the past two weeks? Um, mm-hmm. All kinds of different media. And actually, I don't have one of the, the kinds of media. I haven't really read much at all. Um, little bits here and there, Calvin's Institutes, um, some rereading of some stuff or re-listening to some audiobooks, but really haven't done much. So um, I'm failing there. I did, however, you might be proud of me. I took the kids to the library over the weekend. Okay. So I was looking around, trying to find something. Okay. And I found these guys. I don't know if you'll recognize them. I can't really this see. This guy right here. Okay. This is a uh, Sandman. Volume one, oh. preludes and nocturnes. I don't know. And I can't, I can't recommend it. I haven't even opened this book yet, so I can't recommend it. Everyone listening. Sorry. And then this one is, is the dream hunters. Ooh, okay. So, mm, man, <laughs> you're like, Oh, you're no. going to have some fun. Like I, okay. Okay. Cool. So Neil Gaiman is just, I mean, yeah. like I said, like in good conscience, I don't recommend him to a lot of people. Like, I I will recommend him to you because I know you mm-hmm. a little bit better and mm-hmm. um than than the average schlub. Um I think Neil Gaiman is one of the most talented fiction like writers mm-hmm. of the modern era. Um he's also kind of a degenerate at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but he's a he's a fantastic storyteller. Um so cool. And Sandman, oh. uh, you know, especially that volume one, there's some, there's some good stuff in that one. Sweet. So sweet. They, well, they, they're also I will be digging into it. So what's that? He gets, he gets a little weird. He gets a little mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And well, we'll say <laughs> uh, if I, if I remember, we can talk a little bit more in the bro hang about That's Sandman more because stuff. there's cool because it gets a little spicy, a little racy. Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, not cool, but you know, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just, I said cool, but I meant okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the, all that to say, yeah, I, I haven't really been reading much of anything, mm. anything of note. I'm yeah. going to say that, of course, I'm reading scripture, um, mm-hmm. but, and that's always notable, but I just mean you know, other things outside of that. But so outside of that, um, I'll just do video games last. Okay. So, so in terms of watching stuff, I heard that a movie that is coming out um, uh, is really good. I heard from some reviewers. They they were able to watch this movie like a month before it was released. And they said that it was the best movie of the year so far. It's only March, you know. Um, but that, that it was a really good movie. And I respect these guys' opinions. And that movie is John Wick Volume 4. Um, I have not seen any of the, or I had not seen any of the John Wick movies. So mm. I decided to uh, start down that road. And I have so far, thusly, watched the first two movies. And I quite enjoyed them. Dude. <laughs> um, John Wick, if I believed in guilty pleasures, the John Wick movies mm-hmm. would be guilty pleasures. See, like, okay. The, but he, not the first one. Okay. Okay. The second and the third one, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the first one is just it is awesome action sequencing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I mean super brief spoilers here, folks. I mean, it it's like it's been memed to death, but the fact that they kill his dog and that's the entire reason he just goes like bananas on these dudes is like I mean, it's not the entire reason, but it's like well, so that's what I was going to say is that's what I had heard about the movie is that it's just this dude trying to get revenge for his dog. 
And so I was like, okay, but it's really good. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I'm in, I'm in for, you know, just a, a cool action movie. I actually think they did that opening bit really well. Like they mm-hmm. sold why he cared so much for his dog. Like yeah. they actually it's, made that make sense in the world. Just um, like to where that, it was emotional. That as a like a general sort of like statement, right? As like mm-hmm. just like a, like if you're summarizing the plot, like yeah, a bunch right. of dudes break into his house, steal a bunch of stuff, kill his dog, and he's like, he's like, nope, he goes all murder hobo on them, um, right? That's a terrible. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of the movie, but well, that yeah, it's dog actually yeah. carries like a lot more weight than you would expect. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's a reason why he has, you know, why he's he's what Baba Yaga, that's what he's, they call him. Yep. So, so all that. So yes, I I was I'll, I will say I've heard that it was uh, that John Wick was a good movie. It was better than I expected it to be. Um, and yeah, so much fun with the action sequence. Yeah, I can nitpick some things, but yeah, um, you well, know, it was it was a lot of fun. And it's a bit of timely. It's kind of a timely thing too. But uh, Lance Reddick was, I believe, in the right, house, and he recently passed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I was really surprised to see. He was, I mean, he was like, I think 60, 61, 62. He was like, was he really? He wasn't, I mean, terribly old, but like, you know, he was a little older, but yeah, I was. Yeah, but was my like, gosh, such a cool voice. I was also thinking, and, and I don't even like the game. Uh, well, the, the story of the game, but I was thinking of uh, Horizon. Because I know he played a big part in the first one. He seemed like he was going to play a big part in the second one. He's um, uh, he's actually the voice of Commander. I want to say Zavala in Destiny and Destiny Two. Gotcha. So there was a big to do mm. about that too, because that's a bigger care, like a more prominent NPC. Yeah. yeah. So well, speaking of video games, um, I hadn't played too much really. I just I finished out Super Metroid, and that game was was longer than I expected. Well, I say longer. It wasn't necessarily longer than I expected. I just wasn't as far into it as I had expected. But I did finish the entire game. Um, lots of fun. I've got more thoughts on it, but you'll have to wait till the next episode. And we can talk about that a little bit yeah. further. But I finished that up. I had never finished the game before, so I did take a negative one for mm. that. Um, I did pick up a game as well. I had eyeballed this game for like years. Well, this collection of games. And I actually own, I think, two of the games in the three-game collection already. So it was just kind of completing the other one. Um, but I picked up the Ace Attorney Trilogy because it was $3 on 3DS. Mm. They're fun. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I just went ahead and went for it. So that that it's a net zero, no change in score, and I'm back to uh, Majora's Mask on uh, the Nintendo Mm. Switch Online that I've been playing. Save states are really coming in handy. This old guy doesn't want to have to go through some of the, especially some of the the side things to get the the, uh, pieces of heart, uh, all the challenges they have to do. You're an absolute madman, dude. Like no way, it's dumb. But save states are the only reason that I'm doing it. I I I don't have it in me anymore for that nonsense. (laughs) Like I just I like I said, you know, and I've told the story before, but I just, you know, I was one mask away from 100 percenting that game, and uh, wow, like all I needed to do was go to the last temple. And oh my um, I had all the masks except for the fierce DD mask, which you need all of the other masks to get. Yeah. So I was like there 
and lent it to my friend. And that cartridge only had two safe slots. <laughs> I don't know why they were like, oh, no, you can only no. have two um, instead of the normal three. Probably just because of the no. complexity of the game and everything else. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, my oh. friend, he... Uh, his brother decided to erase my file and start his own game. I want, I've, I wanted to commit acts of bodily violence. <laughs> Remember that John Wick we were talking about earlier? Yeah, that, that was that was my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Had just the same emotional weight. Uh, yeah, I, I don't seriously, man. I don't know how you finished some of the the again the challenges, and I'm still fairly early in the game. I just mean the um like the shooting gallery stuff mm-hmm. has been hard enough with save states that forget that i can't perfect that stuff yeah. anyways anyways so that's what i've been playing that's what i've been watching that's what i've been into over the past yeah. two weeks what do you have to report on um, sir? as far as reading goes i've just some comic books uh you know doing uh, like nothing nothing of note been reading some superman batman kind of stuff uh nice trying to think uh i mentioned it before uh like there's like a space age superman series uh that mike Mm -hmm. allred is doing the art for i have been enjoying that um i'm only like two episodes or two not episodes but two issues into that that's pretty good um yeah so Uh, nothing and that's like one of the things i've been like wanting to like read a little bit more and just haven't been making that a priority but now that i think like i've sort of like just resolved myself to the fact that like hey like you know i think i'm gonna just sort of like maybe cut out like because i and i'll talk about my playing um here in a little bit but uh yeah so as far as watching dude um so now that B B is sort of at an age where like he likes having the TV on and like okay. sometimes like if I'm feeding him, he'll he'll be kind of like watching. Like he's mm-hmm. four months old, so he's not like super engaged or anything, but like, you know, it does help kind of keep him distracted. Um, so that like, you know, I can fold laundry or, you know, you know, make myself a sandwich or something. And it gives mm-hmm. me something to kind of watch. So we've been watching a lot of like children's cartoons, which I really just need an excuse at that point in time. Um, <laughs> Bluey is awesome. That's right. Yes, um, it is. We've been watching Bluey, uh, watched uh, Daniel Tiger for a while, um, mm-hmm. but we had that on Amazon Prime and apparently only like the first season is available. You have to get like the PBS plus thing or whatever. Gotcha. Eventually we probably will gotcha. because like, you know, um, yeah. Or the PBS yeah. kids thing. Um, but then uh, I want to say it's like Spider-Man and his amazing friends or Spidey and his yes! amazing friends on Dis- oh my Disney. It's basically uh, yeah. like Paw Patrol or like yeah. PJ Masks, but with mm-hmm. Spider-Man and yes. Ghost Spider and Spider-Man Miles Morales as like mm-hmm. the, the, it's so cute. It's freaking adorable and I love it. <laughs> See, I love it and I hate it at the same time. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I hate it because none of the characters are true to their characters. Oh, no. Like it's it's so it's like the, the Spider-Man is a coat of paint over everything in that mm-hmm. show. It, well, dude, um, it's basically so like it PJ that. masks, but right. with a Spider-Man skin. Right. 
Right. Like, but I love it because my two-year-old daughter is into Spider-Man and mm-hmm. loves – it's Spidey, of course. It's not Spider-Man. Uh, also, the the singer of uh, Fall Out Boy does all the music for that okay. show. Okay. So That's fun. Patrick Stump. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we've listened to the, to the um, songs like on – other stuff like just those the audio, the, like the, the theme song and the transformation mm-hmm. song those those are earworms like yeah. i don't yeah but no so we've been watching that and it's just kind of been like it's like dumb fun i watched uh yeah. i i think i already mentioned this but uh on on the last episode but you know it has been uh two weeks uh <laughs> but uh Dino, i watched a uh, uh moon girl and devil dinosaur um yep that's it's cute it's kind of charming um but you know, nice. uh, that's that's definitely like way above his pay grade. Um, <laughs> but that that was more of just like uh, you know, distract him with the pretty colors while I sort of actually watch the the content. Um, <laughs> but makes sense. Yeah, as far as like watching, like you know, I haven't did start. Um, I want Megan to watch episode one because, but I think uh, we're going to start watching Ted Lasso together. Okay. Um, cause I watched episode one and I was like, okay. th- like, listen, I'm a sucker for like, if it's a little bit kind of like sad and a little bit sweet mm-hmm. and the, the way that that first episode ends at first, I was like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know if like, it's like, he's got like this, like, just like indomitable like optimism and just like he's just like the world's nicest guy and then you see that little that last like five minutes and i was like oh oh like you know all of a sudden (laughs) i was like "Eh, this is like all right like to like um yeah okay like like they 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 kind of got the hook in me a little bit um Mm -hmm. and so and the writing's good and i i like the premise like so like so Ted Lasso. Yeah. But Sweet. I don't yeah. have, you know, like I said, Megan's going to watch the first episode. Um, and so we'll sort of like get started on that. But as far as games that we've been playing uh, or that I've been playing. So, uh, man, it's been a minute um, since. So I had played Super Metroid. I had never beaten mm-hmm. that before. I took the negative point for that. I think I mentioned la- last episode that I did also get through the Witch Queen. Um, okay. On, on Destiny 2. If I hadn't, yeah, I got through. I finally got through Witch Queen. Nice. Um, that took me a minute. And as soon, pretty much, not as soon. It was like, you know, because there's, there's always more stuff to do in this stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. Lightfall, it's the, the most recent ex- expansion. I pre-ordered that last year. I went whole hog into that, like just like down the freaking rabbit hole um, and played through the the campaign on that and uh, had a really great time and nice. beat that. And, uh, and yeah, that was like the big energy thing where it's just like, I... I like Destiny 2 a whole lot and I'm coming to I know that I'm coming to it late but and while I will say that Lightfall's campaign is not as potent as Witch Queen's like I think it's mm-hmm. it's competent um but I think the power set strand that Lightfall brings is way more interesting than the actual story. The story's okay. good. Um 
and and I think like honestly, what I'll say is just sort of like I think that there, there's some stuff where they sort of like they dipped into some like kind of just old and beat up tropes. Where mm-hmm. I've read one treatment that said that basically if they would have just like switched, like there's a, a character who very early on you're like, oh no, this dude's gonna die, uh, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. they kill him. And they're like, you know what would have been really cool is if instead of killing him, they would have killed off this other character because that would have raised all these other questions that actually would have given like a little bit more weight and like heft to the 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 sort of the the narrative beats. Um, but they didn't do that. They they sort of went for the easy fruit. And like the the thing is like the the it, it sort of ends with like a big fat question mark because it's like you're coming to like, so Lightfall is the, basically they've been marketing as the beginning of the end and like destiny and destiny Two have sort of been telling this story of humanity sort of in this future kind of space wizard thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm not even going to attempt to explain the lore. All I'm going <laughs> to say is just, anyways, so but there's this basically like there's some overarching storylines being told and there's like these enemies of humanity and they're like, you know, they sort of like every once in a while they sort of shake things up and they add some new things to the mix and they sort of flip over cards and like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, this, this bad guy, well, maybe they weren't as bad as you think they are, but even though they're actually still kind of bad and then anyway, so yeah, but it's destiny that there's like a four and a half hour lore deep dive thing on it that actually does a great job of all that. Mm-hmm. Like go listen to one of those things. Um, but Lightfall is really good. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, had a lot of fun with the campaign. And now I'm just sort of like doing dailies, doing like battle pass acti- activities, that kind of stuff. Um, gotcha. Which like, it, that's sort of like where by that, that game just is like that's sort of like my casual like i want to play something but i don't know what i want to play so i'm gonna go just shoot stuff with my space wizard magic guns um, <laughs> but uh nice yeah so been playing a lot of that but then i also just i recently and i, I actually ended up taking it as my replay point um mm-hmm. and i'll get into that but I, I just i played through and i did i didn't do the inverted castle run um but i did just play through you know, Castlevania, not too, you know, like beat it the other day. Uh, just sort of like, like nice. I said, just, just sort of like the, again, the non inverted castle run. And it was like, it was enough to like sort of remind me why I liked this game as much mm-hmm. as I did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, like, you know, I did the math on it and I'm actually just going to pull up my, my thing from the disc discord. Cause like, okay. We we actually today in the Discord in the backlog in the 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 2023 beatdown channel, I said like, hey, let's do like a, a scorecard update, and so we had everybody sort of like throwing in their scorecards, and I just I put mine in here. So so far, I've picked up Rogue Legacy, Shin Megami Tensei Five, Neon White, The Legend of Dragoon, so- uh, Porto. Yeah, you know, and just for whatever reason, I he, I think he just he was like, eh, I'm just gonna. It, it amused him, gave me uh, gifted it me, me also so. on Steam the game Soccer Player Simulator, which is basically like sort of like a physics based soccer game thing. It's like mm-hmm. that. Um, was it Quop? 
is that um no no what what is that i'm um, not sure i'm looking there's like a weird physics game where it's like you basically assign he's like it's like the arms and the legs like you got to keep the guy like moving Octodad? no it's like even more basic than that but it's like okay it's like this weird like runner thing and you pay okay. basically there's like four keys and it's basically showing you like like kind of like demonstrating the mechanical complexity of like actually like everything that you have to do in order to run mm-hmm. um and it's to absolutely just hilarious results yeah i, I can't remember yeah. what it's called but it's anyways played a lot of it back in the day because it made us laugh um Mm-hmm. So that's what soccer pe- player simulator kind of seems like it <laughs> is channeling. Um, and then, you know, I did pick up the Metroid prime remaster, but there were no points taken for that because that was basically a repurchasing of something I already owned. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what I have beaten so far is super Metroid, Witch queen Lightfall, and something tonight for a negative four, which puts me at, positive one for the year which nice. i'm feeling good about that like you know yeah. a couple episodes ago i was like at positive four and it was like those aren't those aren't the numbers that i want to have and mm. uh <laughs> so um but that being said since we were talking about the beat down it's time to just sort of roll into the the other the other bits and so mm-hmm. like the official app of the backlog beatdown is none other than the gg app uh it's an app basically a sort of a letterbox style app for your game collections you can create custom lists you can rate review games you can see what your friends are playing you can sort of like see what's what's sort of they have like a what do they call that like the Man, they talk pretty someday, but like it's sort of like these are like the hot ticket items in the community right now. Ah, um, yes, what's trending? Yeah, the, uh, what's trending sort of page when you go to sort of like search stuff. Again, you can create custom lists, um, which is actually how we we sort of track everything. Like we have one for acquisitions, one for games we played, and then I actually have a third one for like any you know uh, podcast games, specific games that. I sort of throw those in there um, as well. So, but that's nice. all sort of in-house on his stuff. There, there's lots of there's lots of features there. He's always adding more. Um, Charles Watson, he's the developer. He's a friend of ours. We've sort of been fans of his this thing since the very since before it was even really a thing. Um, but uh, you know, we like that, and we think you ought to check it out. And if you check it out, there's there's obviously a free version. But if you like what he's doing there, you can get access to the elite tier for five bucks a month or fifty bucks a year, and that mm-hmm. gives you access to early builds and you know a little more access to him. You get a unique role in his Discord server, all those things. So, other things that um, we th- we think that you should give money to, uh, and I'm talking really really awesome right now but other <laughs> things that we think you should give money to it's us it's this podcast um Ayo. listen you know uh we want you to think of it as a tip jar with benefits right um basically if you like what we're doing here and you've already sort of done the sharing and the caring you've rated and reviewed you sort of you've done all of the sort of like the free stuff like you really but you really want to sort of like help us out and support us um We'd ask you to to maybe consider like taking a look at our patron, our Patreon, and if mm-hmm. as a patron you have, um, there's a whole bunch of like you know cool goodies that you have access to. Uh, there's 
Oh, oh man, dude, you're gonna. I'm so sorry. So much work. That's okay. Edit, editing this in post. Um, the patrons are well. If you're a patron, you are. You know, you get to hear all the the uncut and unfiltered sort of flubs and blurps and just blah that and that banter. I do and banter. Um, and yeah, spicy early takes during the episode. Spicy that we takes may, or may not cut out that you know, like like interesting little bits. Uh, you get the uncut, uh, unedited sort of an early access, and you also get a mm-hmm. video feed for each and every one of these episodes. Um, in addition to that, you know, patrons uh, get to choose, have the option to nominate a topic and or a video game for us to play and then they can come on and sort of talk about that we also with us on an episode we also mm-hmm. sort of we have some like patron exclusive events you know at some point in time i'd like to work in just like some patron exclusive swag like we're we're kind of just we're building steam um mm-hmm. it's just taking us you know but if you're interested like i said um and you, you're you sort of already done the rating and review and the sharing and the caring we think it's cool. We have a pretty cool uh, group of guys. There's a patron exclusive podcast. You know, they, they're, they're good people and we really like those guys and we really appreciate them uh, supporting our sort of endeavor here. Last but not least, um, a couple of our patrons are actually also part of something, a little bit of a a endeavor called the play well network, uh, which alongside us, includes uh wesley ray the henshin dad himself and uh paul the artist currently known as the techno funk boy lytle uh, both of those guys are podcasters they're sort of a yeah wes basically well the henshin dad so it's a podcast mm-hmm. all about toku toku satsu mm-hmm. man who i am just henshining all over the henshining place. henshining and, and go-going kids. all over the place like yeah um basically sort of putting ducks in their place um mm. you know uh, he also has a, a a retro um sort of nostalgia podcast about video games that he's kind of he's called retro nim where he's just sort of doing some interesting stuff over there as well paul uh does a lot of actual play content um he had um and it's still i think available on different podcatchers but like the retro zoo super show and then the Mm -hmm. retro station where he was sort of doing some like you know nostalgia retro video game talk um so we like those guys. We love those guys. Those are our friends. We really like what they're about. And um, yeah, we think you ought to check out some of their stuff. That being said, yeah. here's a word for one of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. May I have a moment of your time to talk about the wonder and beauty of tokusatsu? See, tokusatsu is a Japanese word for special effects and usually refers to the super fun TV shows you watched as a kid with those heroes wearing spandex and those giant rubber monsters with cool explosions and awesome transformations. <sighs> so cool. I happen to be a big fan of it and run a podcast about the entire genre. So if you could just, like, I don't know, subscribe and, and take a listen to my episodes, I'd greatly appreciate it. It's called Henshin Dad Podcast, and it's, it's kind of awesome, or at least my, my mom thinks so, but she still hasn't reviewed it on iTunes yet, no. But anyway, thanks for your time. Just just check it out, the Henshin Dad Podcast. It's on Anchor, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, okay, okay, bye! And... We're back. So 
as we not so subtly alluded to, and I don't think we even alluded to, I think we just, I came out and just flat out said, we're going to be talking about symphony of the night tonight hey on this ep- episode. And, and, and here's the thing, like, you know, the entirety of this is like, it's, it's a little bit of Metroidvania madness. We mm-hmm. are not prolific athletes. Um, we, we, Certainly. I don't think either one of us follows basketball in any capacity. Um, Mm-mm. But March Madness is fun, like the energy sort of surrounding that. And uh, I like alliteration. And I've been looking for mm-hmm. an excuse to just sort of play a bunch of Metroidvanias. So <laughs> we we started out last last episode, we talked about Super Metroid. So we, we, thought, we figured we would start at the beginning. And we didn't start it's at true. the beginning, the beginning, because that would be like the original Castlevania, the original Metroid. And I said, no thanks. Like old game is old. Um, which is actually surprisingly part of my thesis sometimes. Um, but <laughs> uh, that being said, so last episode we talked about Super Metroid. This one, we're going to be talking about something in the night. But before we get into sort of like our baggage and context and sort of just our overall thoughts with that, usually we kind of like to just start off with like a little bit of what we call the back of the baseball card here. So let me pull up... Uh, basically wikipedia and i'm just going to read off some facts here mm. just to sort of give us a little bit of context um let me ask chat gpt real quick oh uh, yeah i that <laughs> would be we ought to do one of those segments with chat gpt just to see what happens it's script out an entire episode oh that <laughs> dude i'm gonna do that for like a bite size or something sometime um <laughs> i think uh Give me 10 minutes of content about Carrie video games. from <laughs> ACG three. has done, um, oh my God. he's done like AI episodes. Um, wow. Where he's, he's basically had an AI generator, like kick out a script for him and then he's read it. Um, wow. I think he's read it. Um, That's awesome. They, they're amusing. Um, <laughs> dude, some of the conclusions that the, the AI draws are like <laughs> startling. Um, I'm, well, I'm sure an AI doesn't understand why you would play video games. So, well, um, anyways, just, just, yeah. That, anyway, but, um, so we're going to be talking about Castlevania Sympathy tonight. Tonight, of course, um, it's sort of like a, a bit of a departure from all the previous Castlevania entries in some ways. Um, really almost like Rondo of Blood as actually sort of like, anyway, but, Save all that for later, perhaps. Um, but it was developed by the Konami Computer Entertainment Company out of Tokyo, or Konami Computer Entertainment Tokyo was the the name of the development. But Konami, Konami developed it. Come on. Yeah, uh, published by Konami, um, directed and produced by Toru Hagihara, um, who was also one of the lead programmers alongside Koji Igarashi. Igarashi mm-hmm. is uh, the dude responsible for curse of uh curse of the moon or what is it what is that what it's called no curse bloodstained bloodstained yeah, bloodstained curse of the moon yeah, bloodstained yeah, curse of the moon um so mm. um yeah and Game i talks it, about i could be wrong but i think this was like this was sort of like irashi's like big thing this is like what put him on the map is that he was sort of mm-hmm. one of the the big sort of influences here um but artists were uh, lead artists on the project were Yami Kojima and Nobuya uh, Nakazato. Uh, writers Koji Igarashi again, uh, and then Toshiharu uh, Furu- Furukawa. Man, mm-hmm. I feel really bad. I'm 
butchering these names. Uh, How dare you, I know. Americans? Uh, comp- um, m- most uh, the the lead composer on this was uh, Michiro Yamane, and of course, uh, it's a uh, nice. Yeah, um, uh, got that one. Yeah, that that one wasn't too terrible. I probably still butchered it some way. Um, but platforms, uh, it's available on PlayStation, Sega Saturn, Xbox 360, uh, PlayStation Portable, PlayStation 4, Andrew, and, Android, Android, and iOS. Definitely the best place to play it. The Android. The Android. Um, man. Whew. It insults you. Now, so. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. It's terrible. Uh, I hate it. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, as far as uh, release dates, uh, it was originally released on the PlayStation and in Japan, where it <laughs> came out first, it was March 20th, 1997. Uh, October 2nd of 97, it came out in North America, and then it released into the PAL region in November 1st. It was released on the Sega Saturn in June 25th, 1998, but in Japan only. Uh, the 360 got a version of it, and there was a worldwide release worldwide release march 21st 2007 so what's that hmm. that's that's almost 10 years almost 10 years after it came out it was re-released huh uh hmm. it got another re-release actually and i think it was like sort of this one was basically a re make kind of if i if i remember right because the the version on psp i i think actually has um, Rondo of Blood and Castlevania on it, or yeah. Symphony of Night on it together, uh, yeah. as well. But yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm again brief side tangent. But that was released in North America, October twenty third, two thousand seven. Uh, Japan, November eighth, two thousand and seven, uh, and in the Europe, the EU region, uh, February eighteenth, two thousand and eight. I came to PlayStation four October twenty sixth in t- two thousand eighteen, and then. Android and iOS got it March 4th, 2020. So only a few years ago for the mobile phone ports. Mm. Um, and it, of course, the genre is it's an action role playing platform adventure game, mm-hmm. aka Metroidvania. And this is Ayo. the Vania in Metroidvania. Whereas, That's true. sort of like Super Metroid kind of was the one that these two, those two games sort of came out and sort of existed in the same space and really sort of defined this genre um mm-hmm. but uh y- you know i i don't it's it kind of it's one of those things where initially i don't think this game had a ton of success but then it did sort of become a bit of a cult classic to becoming lauded as one of the greatest games of all times mm-hmm. um it's like it is pretty much on every top 100 list very like and i mean most of the time so is super metroid like the mm-hmm. this is considered one of the greatest games of all time um and symphony of the night really basically shifted the needle um on what castlevania games look like um right period so yeah um as yeah. far as the plot goes it's sort of just a bit a bit of a brief recap just it's basically a sequel to Rondo of Blood, which is a game right. that didn't come out in the States until fairly <laughs> recently, um, yeah. which is weird, but Japan has always been really weird with how they give us their games. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the naming and numbering convention of the Final Fantasy games. Uh, 
makes absolutely no sense. Um, but it's and um, instead of playing as one of the the Belmont clans, uh, you're actually playing as Alucard. Um, and mm-hmm. the, the actually Castlevania starts off right at the very end. The final fight in Rondo of Blood is the opening scene of Symphony of the Night. Um, right. But then the game picks yeah. up and you're actually playing as Alucard, who is the son, the half-human son, half-human, half half-vampire son of Dracula. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, hence the backwards name, Alucard. Yeah, and um, I, I think that's a, a naming convention that we should just start naming all of our children and just mm. like with their name and we'll just flip it around. Yeah, Hassage. My son, Hassage. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm not even going to try and say Nathaniel backwards. No thanks. Hard pass. I mean, you can just call him Eton. Eton. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> wow, we sound we sound very strange. Um, yeah, and you know, like you were talking about Rondo of Blood, there was a there was a Super Nintendo version of that game that came over here called Dracula X. That is pretty widely considered to be in almost every way inferior. To the actual Rondo of Blood, um, in many different ways. So, so yeah, we never got the actual game until, like you said, until recently. There were now it's you know it's a side-scrolling Castlevania game, so it's not like you necessarily need a lot of dialogue. So you could play the Japanese version and not really lose too much. Um, however, yeah, like you're talking about plot, this is a direct sequel to that game, and so a lot of the characters are introduced in Rondo. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't quite get all of that. But frankly, I mean, for this game, it's a it's a decent running time for this game. Uh, the plot is so minimal. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sort of like Super Metroid, right? Yeah. It's like the, the, there's not too much of a plot that you need. that You can tell your own stories just based on the setting, the atmosphere, the design of the world and things like that. Like it, it does, it does world building really well, just visually, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but it doesn't really have much of a plot. You, you could sketch out the plot in one page, easy. Yeah, <laughs> for either of the games. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think like, I don't think the story is really in, especially when looking at Super Metroid and mm-hmm. this sort of like putting them side by side. I don't think the story is the important part. It's right. like. The right. setting is kind of a big deal, like the mood mm-hmm. and the gameplay. Like those mm-hmm. are the things that are really important. And yeah. everything else sort of exists to serve those two things. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, as we usually do after the back of the baseball card, what is some of the baggage that you had? In, in, when did you first play this game? Uh, did you play it on PlayStation? Did you play it? You know, uh, uh, Is this your first time playing through it? What is what is the the history that you have with Symphony of the Night? Well, so I came to I, I mean, and I talked a little bit about this last episode too, but I came to Metroidvania's fairly late. Um, but mm-hmm. I I'm pretty sure Super Met or uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night Symphony mm-hmm. of the Night was sort of an outlier for me in the the fact that like yeah. I think I actually played this early on, and I don't know that it really. It was like one of those things where I don't think it had a huge impact on me. It was like, okay, because I was more into like JRPGs at the time. Mm -hmm. And so around the same time that I would have been playing this, 
I was actually sort of like, you know, my great sort of like love affair with the PS1 generation was Valkyrie Profile. Like that was yeah. the game that I was obsessed with. And so Symphony of the Night sort of took a back seat to that. It was good. I enjoyed it. And I, I remember sort of like playing it and I did like the inverted castle run. Like I did all of that. And that was okay. Like, because and at, at that point in time though, it wasn't like I did. It's not like I went out of my way. I didn't know what I was doing half the time, you know, it's like, but because I was okay. a completionist and sort of like, and that game has like a ton of like nooks and crannies and secret rooms yeah. and stuff like that. And there was just something about that, that I remember like, at least, like I said, doing the inverted castle run. Um, and I had a, I think I had a roommate who had played it before me and he was like, you know, he might've like put a bug in my ear about it, but it was like one of those games. I remember like looking back on it fondly, but it didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't sort of like move. It, it, it didn't like, like I said, my great sort of like love affair with, with a game was Valkyrie profile. And so like, I was like, oh, this is cool. But I, you know, it was like once I was done with it, it sort of like was out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And then it was only within the last couple of years, like when, when I basically sort of like Zero Mission was sort of the game that sort of like reminded me like, oh no, these games are really cool. Like, you know, and sort of started like sort of a little bit of my, my love affair with the genre in general. But like, yeah, it was like, it was one of those things where I, if you would ask me before, it was like, it was never on like my personal, like top 100 list or it, it might've been on my top 100, top 50 or something like that, but it never like broke my, like my top 10. I was like, gotcha. Oh no, this game's good. I like it. It's, it's a solid pick, but it's just like, that wasn't my go-to genre at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, so for me, I believe, uh, that I first played this game at my cousin's house. So when we would go and visit, uh, my aunt and uncle, my cousins, they were kind of like the video game cousins. Like they had all the coolest and the newest stuff. Um, and, and it was PlayStation for a long time. I remember playing street fighter alpha two over there and just absolutely loving that game. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's when I first played this game. And for me, it was kind of love at first sight. Um, this was in an era where, again, I, I was not up on, you know, the latest video games that hasn't been a thing until I've been an adult. Um, so I didn't know it's, you know, prominence or anything like that. It was just a really fun game. The style, I mean, I've always been into platformers, so I, I, you know, 2D platformers, I mean. Um, so I, I enjoyed that. I really liked the RPG elements. Like, it just hit really hard the first time I played it so that when we finally got a PlayStation, um, this was one of the first games that we had picked up and just, like, picked it apart with my brothers and played it a ton. Um, like you talked about, did the upside down castle run and, and like, I don't remember how we figured out any of that stuff out. I'm sure, I'm sure we used the internet or something, went to the library, uh, to, to figure some of this stuff out because there, there's not to jump too far ahead, but some of this stuff is like ridiculously cryptic. I don't, I don't get how you would figure this out normally, uh, without some sort of a guide, (laughs) which is especially if you're going for like the hundred percent stuff. 
or the, yeah. well, it's like, I think overall it's like a 206% because like <laughs> mm-hmm. once the castle inverts, you basically have to like explore it again, kind of. Yeah, right. So, yeah. 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 Um, so there's a bad ending that seems like the normal ending. Um, but then there's the next half of the game is after everything flips upside down. Spoilers too late. It was already spoiled. Sorry, this is an old Dude, game. Uh, I don't, I don't this really is like this is one of those very things well where, known. like, yeah, if you didn't know about this, like, why are you listening to this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. There, there you go. Um, but that was so. So my baggage is that this was kind of a love at first sight game for me, and so it's always been in one of my top games of all time. Hmm. Um, ever since we picked it up, and and again, this is from the perspective of not knowing very much about games. Just being like, oh, this is really good. Not knowing that this is a well-known game. Just uh, like playing it. I was kind of the same way with Chrono Trigger. Like mm. I had no idea that it was this well-renowned thing and who worked on it or whatever. I just remember it being a really good game. Um, and then later, you know, figuring all this other stuff out. Oh, Kiratorium. Oh, Final Fantasy. No wonder. Um, so uh, Dragon Quest, all this stuff. So uh, that that's where I was with Castlevania. I hadn't played and I mean, when we played this, um, when I played through it for the first time, I hadn't played any of the other Castlevania games except maybe at an arcade at a Chuck E. Cheese. There was the original Castlevania because I remember those graphics. So like playing through the first level, if even that, mm-hmm. of Castlevania, but having no other context for the rest of the series. Like this was my introduction to Castlevania. And I've since played the first, well, one and three in four of Castlevania um, and then a bunch of these other Metroidvania style games uh, because this was the pioneer of that style. Uh, but yeah, anyways, that's, that's my context is that I've kind of always loved this game. <laughs> it is, it is definitely in the top for me and always pretty much has been. Yeah. And I think too, part of it is it does get away from, the because I've gone back and I've tried to play some of the older Castlevanias and mm-hmm. the sort of like the almost like brutal platforming mm-hmm. in some of those games. Um, this is yep, very, very different. I'll tell you what, though, too, like and even as sort of going back through it, it did take a minute because I was I, I was actually talking with Micah at one point in time while I was playing and we were sort of talking because I was. Like I struggled coming back to this for the first, you know, the first time in like 10, 15 years. It's probably longer than it's like 20 years, maybe since I played it, you know, I played it when I was mid twenties, early to mid Mm twenties kind of deal. Um, But it just like, it, it was like, it it took a, it took like that first like hour, hour and a half just took me, it just took like, it just, it seemed, it wasn't hooking. You know what I'm saying? Like normally okay. like you kind of get into it in that first like hour. And I, I actually was just like really struggling, but it was like, you know what? No, I remember liking this game and we're, we're doing an episode on it. I'm at least going to do, I, I don't know how I'm feeling about the inverted castle run, but I'm at least going to just like play through the, just like do the bad ending, whatever. Um, it's no big deal. The thing is like that almost every, with the exception of maybe hollow Knight. And even Hollow Knight mm-hmm. to a, a certain extent, but until you have unlocked like a power up or two, or maybe like mm-hmm. a little bit, like until you like it, just it feels oppressive. 
like you okay. know and there is like a leveling system so it's like after a while like you hit things and they die a little quicker you know you find new weapons sometimes um but yeah it was just that the first like hour was really rough and then it was like i got some more equipment i had sort of unlocked more of the map and i was like oh oh like it was like all of a sudden it was like mm -hmm. like sort of the the muscle memory sort of kicked in a little bit and yeah. and then and i i think too like the other thing was like um i, I want to say video chums did like a sort of a step-by-step walkthrough where they broke down each section they're like these are like the 10 things that you need to do in this section i was like okay and it was like as soon as like it was like as soon as i got the like the the pump primed i was like sort of good to go um but yeah it was um and it's just like i'll tell you what too like this is not the most beautiful sprite work in the world but it is really darn good Okay. Right. Okay. I, I was waiting for that second part because, man, I think it even holds up now. Like, the pixel density is one thing. Yeah, it was made for smaller screens. It's made for much well, and that's like pixel but art. My goodness, on a big screen like mine does not look great. But like, holy mm-hmm. smokes! Like his his movement animations, like, did just like watching his like his sprite run, or like, is so cool. Wolfform yeah. can Wolfform can suck farts. I hate Wolfform. <laughs> it's 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 almost pointless. It's awkward. Yeah. I, I hate it. It's just it's just such a turd. Um, mm-hmm. Not a fan. But the, the, that's 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 fair. That's fair. But yeah, like even the the small things, like the animation in the cape, um, mm-hmm. th- when he swings his arm in the cape animations, when you have full life and there's like this effect of of like as you're moving um there's there's kind of like an echo a visual echo of alucard yeah like just all the attention to detail with the sprite work is so good and dude there is a lot of blood in this game too (laughs) which is kind of crazy um and, and and it walks the line. So we talked about tone when we first when we first brought up kind of the plot. The tone of this game, it feels like it's this gothic horror. I mean, it is gothic horror, but it almost it it would delve into that kind of like edge lord because you know, here's death at the beginning of the game, here's these huge bosses, there's all this blood, you're a you're a, a blood sucking uh vampire. Except that it's also campy. Well, so it's almost like dark and oppressive with a nod and a wink. You know, like it's I, not, it's not over the top. I don't know though, too. And there's something about like '90s ed- edge lord garbage that, like, mm-hmm. I don't find nearly as oppressive. Yeah, <laughs> you know, where it's just like, well, it doesn't take itself seriously. What? Well, it, it it like it almost like it, yeah it knows that it can't even demand that you take it seriously yeah and it's just like yeah I don't know it, it, yeah it makes it it makes it more fun so I mean unless unless you know Iga has done has said that it was supposed to be all serious and then it's all I just mean like, dude oh, he's kind okay. of, he's kind of like but, a weird cat so I would not be is, surprised if That's like true. like there's like some sort of like he meant it to be this super dark, super serious kind of mm-hmm. thing. And yeah, we're just like, nah, dude, it's, it's a PlayStation game, bro. Calm, like yeah. calm all the way down. Um, <laughs> I'm going right. to just issue a firm settle down. Settle down. <laughs> um, 
So, okay, I want to bring up the fact that this is, we talked about, this is a sequel to Rondo of Blood. I don't know if you've ever played Rondo of Blood. Rondo of Blood is an extremely different game than this. Yeah. Like, if if I were to play, and, and Rondo of Blood is great, it's difficult. Is I have out. never beaten Rondo of Blood, and playing yeah. this actually makes me want to do. So, one of the, I did okay. watch uh, The Completionist did a video on the version mm-hmm. on, on PlayStation. Yeah. And so to complete that, you have to play through Rondo of the Blood and get like all of the stuff in Rondo of Blood and all the stuff in Symphony of the Night. Oh, and wow. So he, but he, and he's, he was still like, no, I love it. And, um, okay. okay. But now I'm kind of like, I, there, there's a part of me that like sort of in the back of my head now, I'm like, eh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe someday. <laughs> it's, it's a really good game. It's just a really hard game. And uh, so like if you can use state, save states, it would definitely come in handy. But um, the version that I have, yeah, the, the PlayStation version, it, it, it does not uh, have that ability. And so uh, it's just very, it's just very difficult. And I'm not a good gamer. Um, I have not gotten good in that game. But it does, um, it is not a, it is not a, a Metroid style game. It is, it's more in line with Castlevania three, where there are branching paths that you can take. It doesn't give you different upgrades, but you go through the game. You can go through the game in different ways, depending on the paths that you take. And there are some, there's an unlockable character and things like that. Um, I'm sure there's more that I just don't Maria know. Maria is basically easy mode. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So um, it's crazy for me to think that you go from that to this game because this game, introduced it, it was not a gradual <laughs> um, step up because I think the gradual step would be something like a Super Metroid where it does feel more like a 2D platformer with backtracking, with power-ups and things like that. I, I feel like that could have been the easy step. But this takes that Metroid backtracking feel and throws so many more things at you. Like, to me, this game feels like it throws everything at the wall just to f- just to see what sticks mm. because it adds RPG elements. Yeah. It adds leveling. Um, it, you can see like HP of attacks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have familiars that you might not ever even use. Um, tons of different weapons that actually affect your play style. Um, it has like special moves that you use with fighting game inputs that again the, the may spells. not even be useful at all. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like like you could go through the entire game without even using them at all. But they're there. Spoilers. You know? And then the I I did. I went through the entire game without like I unlocked them. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh the, the actual fighting game inputs are beyond me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like it's it, it can be very hit or miss. Yeah. 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 I totally feel and like in Super Metroid with like the wall jump and other things like that, um, the spells in this game, you he can actually use all of them. Uh, it's it's unlocking them just allows you to see what the inputs are, but you can actually use them from the very beginning of the game, um, which is kind of crazy. But uh, th- so like there are so many, and and then of course there's the transformations, which are more akin to like the different abilities that you get, the different suit upgrades that you get mm-hmm. in Super Metroid, something like that. But like there is just so much and so many kind of random things in this game that it blows my mind that this was like 
the next step that they took. It was like an entire leap, which again is what built the entire Metroidvania genre. Because frankly, when it comes to Metroidvanias, like it really pulls from this game much more than Super Metroid. Metroid. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. Because you know, of those RPG elements in particular. The, and I just think like the, the thing that they have in common is like sort of like the gating. And so like once you yes. acquire certain abilities, like you can sort of, oh, well now this door, this obstacle that was in the way, I can sort of circumvent that or whatever. Um, which is, that's kind of like a hallmark of a Metroidvania is that there's mm-hmm. some sort of like, until you get some sort of ability or whatever. Mm-hmm. There, there are areas that you just can't get past, and there's a lot of backtrack. You know, we, you mentioned the backtracking and everything else, um, but yeah, I, I think too. Like, and what I would say is like that this is way more approachable than Super Metroid. Mm-hmm. It's way mm-hmm. easier. Um, yeah, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time. Like we're, we're going to sort of record something, I think doing a little more of the comparing and contrasting there. But yeah, I think the thing is like, there are similarities between the mm-hmm. two, but it's like you said, more often than not a lot of, a lot of like modern and even Metroidvania sort of of that era take way more notes from Symphony of the Night than they do Super Metroid. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just because it, it, it's a winning formula. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it just, it, it freaking is like, dude, like, I mean, I, so what I will say is like, like Alucard doesn't, I think part of it too is like this, you know, he, he does move kind of stiffly. Yeah, at first, like, you know, if you're a modern gamer going back to this, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh man, he's, he doesn't move super quick. Um, I I mean, he's got like a sort of a grace and a fluidity to him eventually, but he doesn't Mm -hmm. feel super agile. It doesn't feel super quick or anything like it, especially after you get sort of all your, cause it does like the whole thing where you come in like super powered and then all your goodies get stripped away. Um, yeah. And you know, part of if if you want to, you can go and you can find them all again, and, mm-hmm. and be that same super powered like kill everything with one hit kind of like monster. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think, like I said, it's a, it's a much better formula than mm-hmm. Super Metroid. Like it just it's it's I think it's a little more coherent, and it just the the game just feels better and plays better in my opinion. Okay. I, I, so I agree. I, I think, um, that Alucard is much more agile, oh. especially like towards the end of the game. Yeah. I just think um, like, I think the point I was making is that like coming from modern gaming, like when you, if you like, you played like hollow Knight and you're like, Oh yeah, I like this. Like how, like the hollow Knight is much more responsive than yeah. Alucard. Right. Right. And that's, yeah, that's more of a, that's more, more of a, responsive. yeah byproduct of the era than yes. anything else so yeah well well i mean as you level up as you get better speed and, and different equipment and things like that like you become more agile so i would say like at the beginning it he feels slower for sure um 
But overall, I mean, yet you feel much more limited as Samus than you do as Alucard, uh, for sure, in, in lots of different ways. But I think there are some things that this game does to, um, to tackle some of the challenges that it presents in a different way than Metroid does. And I think the key piece there are those RPG elements. So something I talked about on the last episode with Super Metroid is that I'm really impressed by the scope of its world. And if it were much bigger, then I I could it would be a lot more harder pill to swallow um, because you're looking for secrets in different places, you're backtracking a lot. And the way that this does it, because Dracula's castle in this game is enormous, at least mm. it feels like that as you're as you're going through it. Um it does a few things. Uh, it does a few things like fat, allowing for fast travel at different points, um, but which which does help. Um, but you can't always do it. But I think it makes backtracking easier because no matter what where you are in the game, uh, you're going to get some more experience by beating enemies. Yeah. Like there's never a downside to beating enemies. Whereas in, in, you know, Metroid, because there isn't that RPG element, there's not that incentive to kill bad guys. So backtracking feels more tedious than it, than it does mm. in, in castle, in symphony of the night, at least to me, I, I think that the fact that you can grind in this game and not that it makes a huge difference because really you have to, you know, you have to maneuver. You have to get equipment that you like. And you have to. Use I was going to say well. the the leveling helps. It sort of mm-hmm. takes off a little bit of the edge, but this game is more gear dependent than anything else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it, again, that's that's one of the things that blows my mind is like the amount of different gear that you can get and the way that it affects the way that you play. And dude, so and I just have to like I had never done this prior um mm-hmm. but in and that that's that's the thing this game there's so much to it it's like mm-hmm. you, you talked a little bit about the scope like dracula's castle is huge um and there's lots of secret rooms like you can get a map at, at you know from the librarian like mm-hmm. that's another thing gold buying yeah and you can stuff, buy so. well you can sell the the that it's a very limited storefront. Um, right. It's not right. Um, but buying the map sort of gives you a basic framework, but there's actually like a lot of the castle that isn't included mm-hmm. um, yep. on the map. Uh, so th- there's a lot of secrets. There's a lot of sort of space to cover. Um, and you're almost all, and it's like you said too, you're almost always rewarded even if it is just with the grind, but for like going backtracking and sort of clearing out the map, there's actually a suit of armor called the walk arm, the walk armor. Okay. W a L K. It's, it's like a, it's a hidden armor that the higher your map completion is, the, the more protection it gives you. (laughs) Um, But there's like, there's, there's chunks of this map that are completely non-essential. Like they, you don't have to engage them at all. Um, But if you do, you can get some pretty worthwhile gear. And so I, I was talking about that, that video chums walkthrough that I was using. They were like, Hey, if you go down to the Coliseum, 
there's actually some really good gear down there. Like if you get the shield rod, they're like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty solid weapon and you can combine it with shields. And I was like, okay. And I didn't understand what it was. And this is like something that was like coming back to this game 20 years later. <laughs> I had never done this, did, knew nothing about this. And I was like, what yeah. do they mean combined with shields? You put the shield rod in one hand and you equip a shield and then you tap both. Cause like, here's the thing. Like, you you put a weapon in e- in either hand and you hit square or you hit circle and to use that weapon there's no assigned mm-hmm. well there are two assigned attack buttons so you can put a shield in one of those buttons to block and you know, like incoming enemy projectiles which just as a default like i don't do that which actually makes right. the game yeah, harder me neither <laughs> um if you do keep a shield it actually they're like a lot of enemies just like become stupidly easy um Okay. Because you can block their project, like enemies that fire off yeah. stuff. Like, anyways, yeah. um, so I I got this rod and I got the shit, like, and I started like, and it was like they were like, you have to basically tap the buttons, both buttons at the same time, and you do it, and it does like this. You use up some of your magic and does like this crazy like. Sometimes it's like these massive debuffs. If if you use the iron shield and the shield rod, it summons this dude who like flings these two giant swords across the screen and will basically (laughs) like wipe out everything. Um, He's and it's great for like just like you want to like shred a boss, boop boop boop, Mm -hmm. like two or three of those done. Yeah, but I never knew about that. Like I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like because. I don't think I ever got the shield rod before that. Like I, I th- probably went down the Coliseum trying to like grind other stuff. Cause it was like, that's the other thing. It's like enemies. It's not just experience. They'll drop equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I actually had, had, um, which is like kind of a frustrating part, but it's like, I was using, um, early on in the game, you can unlock like the jeweled fist or something like that. Um, okay. Yeah you can get like decent armor and the jeweled fist. And while the fist weapons don't have as much reach, they are quicker. So if you don't have mm-hmm. the basilard or you can use it, a lot of times, actually what I did was like the basilard or the jeweled, jeweled fist. Um, all I'm saying <laughs> is like, I use that for like, I'd say half the game. And then I, yeah. I was like, just running around, like just punching things to death with like my fists of death. But then on one of my runs, I unlocked some extra fist weapons. I was like, that had, did different attacks and then i forgot to save i got stupid and (laughs) uh i died and i did not get those weapons back because those enemies did not drop those weapons again Mm -hmm. for a long time Um, yeah yeah and auto save is not a thing and auto save but (laughs) and, and so like i think there's just like Stuff like that was like I just appreciated like so much of the design was was yeah. really like I think sometimes there is like the the old game is old kind of thing like sometimes a game is just really just a, a relic of its age and I think that mm-hmm. that that stands for Symphony of the Night but it's also like it's a really good game it's a really fun game. Like it takes, mm-hmm. you have to sort of like sit down and sort of like grind out the beginning. You have to sort of fight through the beginning, I think a little bit. But once like, and you know, I'd say within an hour to an hour and a half, like there will be a tipping point where all of a sudden the game's like, oh, just sort of like snaps into place. And you're just like, oh no, 
this is really, there's a lot of really great design elements here. There's a lot of really like good choices. Uh, environmentally, it's pretty interesting. Like this game did a great, playing Castlevania, right? Did, did a great job of like, I just wanted to see what was sort of around the corner. And I remembered sometimes, but like, it was like, actually felt like exploring. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know. I, I was super into it. So, and dude, awesome. that, that map, even though it's kind of like busted is way better than the map in super Metroid. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, and especially, yeah, that you don't have to like go into a completely different screen in order to use it is helpful. Um, okay. So you said, you know, the first like half an hour, hour is, is difficult. Um, I'm, I'm curious your take on this because I have written down in my notes that, to me, this may be the best opening of any video game ever. Oh no, the the opening uh, between... is great. <laughs> I'm saying like between the the hilarious like melodramatic dialogue and the boss battle and and you're you're um you're unbeatable, you know, like you have unlimited life. You're going to beat it. The whatever. point where like the the game sort of drags is like you come in super powered like the fight at like you're mm-hmm. you're Richter, you're fighting Dracula. That fight's pretty rad. Um, yes, that that fight's a good time. Then you you're Alucard and you're coming into the castle and you're like super like that. That part yes. is really rad. It's after they strip all that away and Alucard yeah. like slows way down, mm-hmm. and he gets like it's like then it gets tough because like enemies can kill you pretty quickly sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. the the controls aren't always as intuitive like. I forgot for the longest time that triangle was like that weird backwards dash. <laughs> like, and I was oh like, my gosh, oh. like I use that so much. Yeah. It's Cause crazy. you, like, you basically have to sort of like edge into their sort of the, the, the hitbox, whack them a couple times, especially early on. And then like yeah. zip out and then kind of like edge back up and sort of like do it again. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. That that makes sense. Cause even to me, the appearance of death and how he's this big kind of not not menacing thing because he's really just like, look, you can't come in here with that. You know, like we're gonna have to take this away, and you know we're gonna end up fighting later, right? Like just turn back, kind of a deal. Um, but just again, the sprite work, maybe maybe mm. it's just the tone or something. But I think the opening to this game just feels so cool. Um, in this in this two D world, it really and that, that's something that we have haven't necessarily touched on. Not that we need to spend time on it because I know our time is short here. Um, but I do really, you know, outside of just the the gorgeous pixel art of the entire game, um, I think the different areas are very distinct, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like you get a feeling for all of the different areas and the different you know, the, biomes. This, Yes. Yeah. That, that the, um, what the, the Castlevania itself is an agent of chaos or whatever it's called. Um, you know, that, that you walk inside and there's all these different kinds of things and it's constantly shifting and it really feels that way. Like you forget that you're inside a castle, you know, for half the game, mm-hmm. um, because there's so many different areas that again are very distinct in the way that they display them. So you remember them pretty, pretty well throughout the course of the game. Um, 
The only other thing that I wanted to touch on, and maybe I hate to leave on a downer, and it's it's not even a downer. It's um, I just have to mention the music in this game. Is that um, I have always heard that this has you know like world renowned music, and I think the music in this game is really good, but I do think it's a tad overrated because. I, I really like about half the soundtrack. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, I think that's more of the sort of like the era. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, that's probably what it I is. I think that those tracks, when they're sort of like full, fully, you know, orchestrated or, you know, like have like a full band kind of playing them, probably rip. In fact, I know most of them like rip. Mm-hmm. Like when you, you're hearing like, Again, sort of like a full band version, but like, yeah, the the versions that and it's good. The, it, like, yeah, no, the, the music. I was like, I kind of remember like going back to it, and like, actually, that was sort of something where I was like, it was like the one big gig where it's like, it's not even that big a gig where it's, just, but it's just like, yeah, the music's it's fine. It's like yeah. it's good. It's. Like right, it's distinctive, and maybe that's just due to my baggage of of like playing this game when I was younger and mm-hmm. really enjoying it. So like, if I hear a track from this game, like I know it's definitely like that Symphony of the Night. Yeah, but th- yeah, half the time I'm like, this is just okay, or this is weird. Like, why is this in this game? Yeah, I mean, some of those or tracks, abs- some of the sounds are weird. Yeah, some of those tracks rip. Um, yes, the the walking through water sound really mm-hmm. threw me off i was like what? <laughs> why 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 <laughs> like, what is going on like here? but um i i don't know but that's like the only thing i think everything that okay. i would sort of like throw out as like yeah the music in this and this sound design in this is really like that's the part that's like gonna like maybe catch you off guard the most okay in my opinion see i i think the sound design is great like the sound effects i think feels real punchy the the you know like when alucard gets hit the like 85 percent of the the sound design is okay top shelf there are some weird outliers where i'm like oh no i did not like that that's true that's true like some of the female enemies make weird noises yeah um yeah and yeah it's just i don't know it's i think that out of the entirety of the package the the sound like the music and the sound is sort of like the thing that probably aged like the shows its age the most yeah that's that's the way i want to say yeah it like that's true whereas i mean like even vision like yes it's like it very much it looks like a game of the era but it's such a, like again the the high quality like sprite movement and animations mm-hmm. and everything else. It's really cool. Like dude, and like this this game is still, and again it's it's kind of like one of those things where it's a very conditional. But this game is like seriously an eight or a nine out of ten still. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it yeah, it definitely shows its age, and it's it is tough. I think to go back to this stuff sometimes, but okay that initial sort of like shock where it's like, I, like I said, I, I struggled with, because I've got, and again, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned this when we were talking about super Metroid, but I've got like 20 years of baggage now, like right. where it's like, I've played a ton of other Metroid games. I played a ton of other like Castlevania 
clones. Like I've played and some of them are really freaking phenomenal. You know, just yeah. like top shelf stuff. You know, it's like if I'm being honest, like every every Metroidvania like is gonna get compared to Hollow Knight, then Castlevania. Like, and that's yeah, how it works. That's fair. Like, because mm-hmm. whereas like Castlevania, it's 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 sort of like the I'm gonna sort of like dip into like territory that's a little weird for us, but it's like the Michael Jordan and LeBron James thing, where it's like <laughs> these are both like peak athletes. Yeah. And it's like, who's better? Well, here's the deal. Michael Jordan invented the game the way, like reinvented <laughs> basketball, re like remade basketball. And the mm-hmm. game that LeBron Jordan or LeBron is playing now, LeBron James is playing now, it was basically pioneered by Michael Jordan. So like, you know, like maybe in their prime, LeBron would dominate Michael Jordan, but LeBron also had all the time to basically learn the lessons that Jordan there taught. Like, the, yeah, there the, wouldn't be a LeBron without. Yeah, Michael and and Jordan. so it's like you can't be like, well, you, you know, you, you can, but it's like, dude, like it is like Symphony of the Night is is such a massive influence, and it it is still just such a masterful. Like it's it's one of those things, like dude, like playing this, I'm like, just. Go back and re freaking make this game. Get, do like mm. do like a thirty two bit sort of like really beautiful pixel art, like really high def beautiful pixel art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like right, right. Like just do it because I freaking throw money at it. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, heck, I'd throw money at a really beautiful two point five D. You know, but I think this yeah. this game more more so than most would be best served by like just give us give us absolutely drop that gorgeous pixel art. Yeah, like, I I agree. I agree. I wouldn't want him to go full like bloodstained, the kind of the chunky three D look. Yeah, I, I don't like that as much. Um, but yeah, yeah, that would be that would be great. I, I just and and I think people would buy it too dude, because everyone. Knows I think I think people would throw like honestly, I think people would throw money. I think they could get away with charging like fifty, sixty bucks for something like that. Hmm. I think there'd be backlash, but I think forty. No, dude. I, I like this is where I'm. I'm like I think you you give a beautiful like you've basically rebuilt the game. Mm-hmm. And they like, no, you're gonna pay sixty bucks. Like people like I know I'd throw sixty bucks at them. I wouldn't even <laughs> think to I'd be like, sure. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like But modern day Konami doesn't make a lot of good decisions. Oh no, modern so day Konami's we'll like they, they, <laughs> but you know, they and I think too, like sort of uh, where I think a good place to sort of like land the mm-hmm. the the this plane is like that's part of the problem is that like this franchise, especially within the last like 10 years has been really troubled. They're like, you had the, the, the 3d adventure game thing. What were those called? Uh, Mm -hmm. Lords of shadow or whatever. There you go. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there there was a slew shadow edge Lords of shadow. Um, And actually the first Lords of shadow game was pretty solid. I I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, Okay. It was like, you know, kind of like a 3d, adventure i've heard it's a god of war tip yeah it's it's and it's it's fine it's good i remembered enjoying it cool but there is a slew of really great castlevania games on the gba Mm -hmm. um and just like that like the castlevania uh advanced collection i think right like the 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 gba and the the, uh the ds DS. had yeah 
some amazing Castlevania games. And I played the mess out of a bunch of those. Um, right. Like yeah. Portrait of Ruin, of all that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was, I, I actually probably like those way more than I like Symphony of the Night. Um, wow. But I liked, I liked my Game Boy. I liked yeah. my Advance. Yeah, and, no, that's, that's cool. Like, just I was a, I was a, cool. a, a GBA and DS kind of guy for like, I was yeah. big on, anyways, sort of, but, What's really kind of hopeful is that there was that recent announcement of um, the the DLC coming out for what is that freaking game? It's the roguelike um, Metroidvania platformer thing. Oh yeah, Dead Cells. that's right, Dead Cells. The Dead Cells DLC that's coming out, um, and th- there's also been rumors that there are potentially like Castlevania properties in the works. So yeah, um, yeah I'm I'm hopeful about this franchise. For the first time in a long time, um, mm. you know, especially yeah. like I said, with the re-release of like all the different collections and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, but well, I, I think that's the I think that is a great place to end it. And actually, uh, this feels like a YouTube video because I'm now this is a call to action. I want to know from you listeners, what would you do for another game in the Castlevania series? Like, what would you do next? We've talked about how this was a huge step up from Rondo of Blood. Would you just want to go back, you know, have a new Castlevania game and just do this formula again? I mean, that's kind of what Bloodstained is. Or would you do something different? I'd like to hear what you have to say. There's tons of ways that you can reach out and and kind of give us your answers. Our, uh, we have a Discord, and the link for that is in the show notes of this episode. You can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. On Twitter, our handle is at bbdowncast. We're on Instagram.com uh, as, as the Backlog Breakdown. Um, and then if you, and on Facebook, that's right, we have a group called the Hashtag Backlog Book Club. If you want to get a little more personal and not answer the question, but just reach out with any other questions uh, on the internet, I generally go by Brocklope and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. So there you go. So I think, I think this has been a nice little delve into the, the Castlevania going Mm -hmm. from the, from the upside version to the downside version and kind of picking apart all these things in a nice you know, concise for us, yeah, right? Yeah, I was going to say this is fairly this. brief for for us <laughs> contextually. Not, um, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, yeah. We will. There'll, there'll be a little bit more to say, uh, but we'll get to that next week. Before we sign off, though, you know, every uh, every other episode, uh, every second episode of the month, we we like to do something. Um, but actually, before we get to that, I forgot we have two forms to be observed. Have- One of those forms is to ask about uh, the challenges that we've mm-hmm. been up to lately. How have, how have you been challenged? So I think, you know, the, the, the journaling thing has sort of been like my go-to default, and that's still mm-hmm. in play. I have done a little bit more. Like, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be home every day. It's going to be like, I'm going to have like time, Easy. Like, like 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. False. Like as Dwight Schrute <laughs> would say, look at me and just like, false. <laughs> like just uh you know that's the gif that just keeps like popping up in my head where it's, it's like I, mm-hmm. like I, I have done some 
Um, but it's okay. like, you know, and, and in addition to that, I have done some exercising cause I wanted to make that a bit of a priority. I lifted mm-hmm. for the first time in like months today, nice. um, which was re- made going up and down the stairs to get my son out of his bedroom. Awesome. And like, yeah. I was ter- <laughs> like, I was leaning against the wall cause I was like terrified that I was going to like fall down the stairs a couple times. Um, Oh no, it, it wasn't that bad. I I'm. I, you know, I'm slightly, slightly exaggerating for dramatic effect. Um, but it was like, I was like a little like, Oh, my legs do not feel good. Um, yeah. So there was that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm going to like, dude, um, I want to add. So it's like, I want to get back into journaling. I really like, I feel like that Mm -hmm. that's probably like the one discipline that if I could get back into that, I think would really help me to sort of like, some of the other pieces to fall into place. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it, it helps me to cool. be overall a little more organized and things totally. like that. Um, yeah. So that's the big one. I, I do want to like, uh, you know, it's been a while since I talked about scripture memorization. Mm-hmm. And obviously I have Psalm one memorized. I have uh, the, the passage nice. from, uh, I want to say it's numbers, uh, the, the, the ironic blessing. It's either Deuteronomy or okay. numbers. I, but like, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. That one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have that. Those are fairly fresh. And I want to sort of, I've been thinking about that passage. Uh, I think it's in Philippians 4, uh, the the excellence passage. Um, okay. But mm-hmm. also the one just in where and it gets, the one that gets butchered all the time where are like the people take it out of context. It's like the, the passage that people take out of context where it's like, I can do all things in Christ. Okay. Where it's yeah. like that actually, yeah. when you look at the, the broader passage is about the, about Christian contentment and saying like, yeah. you know, in the good times and in the bad, in the joy and the sorrow of life, in times of abundance and in times of need. Like mm-hmm. God is sufficient and in him, right. I can do all things. Like I can yeah. get through all of this because of the goodness of God. Um, yeah. And so yeah. like, I've been thinking about like, and I think those, those two are fairly close to each other. So I might just mm-hmm. like take that whole chunk and go bloop and just try to lock yeah. that in here a little bit. How nice. about you, man? How's, nice. how's your That's personal awesome. challenge? Uh, my challenge has been terrible. I have not added anything to the the Second Peter um, uh, discri- the the study that we've been doing in the Discord. So I want to continue that. However, I will say I've been working on you know, like I said, I want to memorize at least the Romans Road, okay. and I've got almost all of that down. So I have been making progress in that one. Um, just just terrible crash and burn uh, with our study together. So I want to hold that down. Um, I guess maybe these challenges should be monthly, like our question, um, <laughs> uh, because it seems like I carry over uh, the challenge every time. But you guys can can hold me to it. You know, go feel free to tag me and be like, "Hey, you said you were going to do this. Now, now, come on, uh, read what we have to say." So that would that would be helpful. So I'm going to continue on in that and continue just finish out this memorization with the Romans Road. Uh, but I did mention also the other thing that we need to, the, the last form that needs to be observed in the last five minutes of the podcast is, uh, uh, is something that we have for you. It, it is a, a certain form that we call, what is your quest? Shun, what is your question where we 
take a question that you guys have asked us in the different social media accounts that we have, and we pull the best question of the past month, and uh, and you get five bucks out of it, five American dollars, so whatever that exchange rate is, because our last winner uh, is over in Australia. Um, but this week, our winning question, it's, it's pretty simple, but what is the best DLC that you've ever played? We thought it was a good question. In uh, five minutes, let's, let's tackle that. Nate, what's the best DLC you've ever played? So I've got I've got kind of like a, basically almost all of the DLC for Fallout Three, you know. And, and okay. we were sort of like you and I were talking about this sort of off off recording, you know, prior to mm-hmm. re- hitting record there. And and I I thought about this for a minute, and I play a good bit of DLC, and most of it just kind of like mm-hmm. you know is is fine, you know, it's notable. But I remember loving. A lot of the Fallout Three DLC, especially nice. uh, the I want to say the 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 pit, which was basically sort of like Fallout 3's version of Pittsburgh, um, which you know I have a I live an hour and change <laughs> away from Pittsburgh. I have yeah. a strong sort of affinity for this area, and so that's that was kind of cool. Um, but then I want to say it's like fort anchorage or or something like that but there's one where it's like you go into this like old abandoned base in alaska Mm -hmm. and that was pretty awesome um nice i I remember you get like some pretty cool and just there's there's one with like a an alien spaceship too and you get like a (laughs) you get like a killer and it's like the like the pulp aliens like so Mm -hmm. like i don't think you actually all i know is like you're going through the spaceship and you get like there's a gun that you can find that actually like has very limited ammo, but it's also mm-hmm. like will destroy anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like wow. So that's cool. Nice. Fall nice. three DLC. Fall three. Yep. I love it. I love it. As for me, um, I don't play DLC very often, although I have, you know, a bunch of game of the year editions. So I have DLC for different games. So the ones that come to mind for me are when I'm really kind of searching for, okay, what's my favorite DLC? One's kind of a, the runner up is going to be Bloodborne, uh, the old hunters DLC. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the little bit that I played. <laughs> There's still a lot more that I just didn't finish because man, Bloodborne, uh, that can beat you down sometimes. Really the best DLC that, that I think I've ever played is the Shovel Knight. And mm. this is primarily because they give you so much free stuff that has come out over the years for just buying that first package. But in particular, the one that I loved was the Specter Knight um, edition that the DLC that came out for that. So I mean, it's it's free, which is insane. But frankly, Specter Knight was up there with the original Shovel Knight to me. I mean, they're they're like one to one. I don't know which one I prefer. Maybe the plot of the original Shovel Knight was better, so that might get a little bump. But man, such great games. Um, the, the, yeah, the, just that whole package. Now it's the treasure trove. But really, if you purchased it early, you get all the DLC for free, which is crazy. Yeah. So Shovel Knight is a fantastic value, fantastic game in general. Um, but especially that Specter Knight DLC is amazing. Yep. But with that, uh, loggers, we appreciate that you've been with us while we've talked about Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. But uh, the night is is no longer young. And we're going to have to leave you here. We're going to have to sort of abscond from our pleasure. <laughs> so something like that. Exit post haste. Uh, all that being said, Josh, we've done the thing. What should they do until next time? Guys, keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. 
miserable pile of secrets. Die, monster.